You're listening to Tulsa Talks, a Tulsa People podcast, episode 2.5. I'm Anna Bennett. This episode of Tulsa Talks is brought to you by the Tulsa Regional Chamber. Today, Amazing Emeka talks about finding his path and his surprise appearance on The Ellen Show. Then, city editor Morgan Phillips takes the bus with an adorable sidekick in tow during What the What? So let's talk Tulsa. Action. Guru Drama, Guru Vishnu. Guru Deva Maheshwara. There's the kick. How would you how would you introduce yourself? Like what is your your title now? Um I would say that I am a Mekanaka motivational speaker and community advocate. I am the hair and the chair. I am a lot of things. <laughs> the hair and the chair. I love that. Amekanaka is synonymous with resilience, optimism, and service. Today, he's a motivational speaker, the face of the United Way, an ambassador for the Center for Individuals with Physical Challenges, and an advocate with Youth Services of Tulsa and Operation Aware. He was even named one of the Tulsa world's Tulsans to watch in 2019. But Emeka would not be the hair in the chair that we know and love today had it not been for one event that forever altered his life. Emeka picks up the story from our studio. Did you ever expect to become a community advocate? Um, and kind of the way that you had pictured your life, was that a- ever a direction you saw yourself going in? No. <laughs> uh, easy answer, no. Um, I was a football player, and I was really focused on you know honing in my craft on the field, uh, being the best player that I could be, and hopefully using my talent to go places that would allow me to live a certain way. And uh, obviously life didn't happen the way I planned it. Mm. Um, and you just got to adjust, um, adjust on the fly. And for those who don't know my story, uh, briefly, it's just that I, you know, I moved to Tulsa in 2007 to go to ORU. Um, I was a business major and me and school just were not really working out. Um, and so I got the opportunity to play football for a semi-pro team and was really elated to have a new opportunity to be something different. And with this, it was allowing me to you know, be able to talk to my parents and my sisters and at least be proud of something that I was doing. And after one year, we won a championship. And by this time, I felt like, okay, this is something that could help me really go places and and do things differently and was on my way. Mm-hmm. And in the next year in 09, in a game in Arkansas, I made a tackle. Um, just did it did not go well. Uh, I made a tackle. Something didn't feel right. Um, I ended up breaking my neck and suffering a spinal cord injury. Um, and I was paralyzed from my chest down. And from that moment, my life would never be the same. Wow. And so you had to, you know, would you say that your identity was wrapped up in being an athlete before then? Absolutely. So um, up until that point, 
my identity. If you had asked me then who I was, I could tell you that I am this football player. I'm the life of the party. I, you know, I've, I've got a car. I can, you know, I've, I've got friends. I've got, you know, girls, I got money. Like it's all these different things that don't really mean anything. Um, and then when you're young, I mean, we chase, we chase such futile things. We chase things that just really don't, uh, last. And, I was no different. And I mean, and just who we are in general, we are very selfish individuals. I mean, people in general are selfish. Um, we live in our society almost uh, bolsters that because we live life trying to attain, you know, how am I going to get the best car? How am I going to get the best house? You know, and you know, how do I, how do I climb this ladder of success mm-hmm. And those rungs are not necessarily um, fixed in on the things that last. And so basically here I am climbing this ladder and it's already a fragile ladder because these are not things that last. And you just get that one ladder, that that one rung that breaks and you find yourself down at the bottom. And, I, you know, after, you know, getting injured, there was no more football. Um was no more uh quote unquote celebrity was no more uh no more of these things that I had such deep roots in my identity and so I found myself lost and honestly just not knowing where I was going to go like mm-hmm. it it was literally the darkest time of my life right after the the accident and mm-hmm. how old were you I was 21 years old and wow. at 21 your life is supposed to be starting not ending and here I am trying to grasp and hold on to a life that was um, not embracing a life that is and unable to create a life that could be. Mm-hmm. It was still there was still this this hope, this this when I get out of the hospital, my life will return back to normal. Um, when I get out of the hospital, uh, things will just pick back up. Um, because when I was in the hospital, it felt like everything stopped. Everything was on pause. My life, my parents' life, my sister's life, my friend's life, even different strangers that were in my life, they, everything paused. But after three months, people got to go back to work, school, and here I am feeling like I'm just stuck. So life goes on, um, but your life doesn't. doesn't. I'm watching my friends live theirs while I feel like I'm losing mine. Wow. Um, I'm, I find myself on the corner of fear and uncertainty, uh, disorientation, and just this sheer blind li- blindness to what happens now. Mm-hmm. And so that was the biggest question is I'm asking myself, what happens now? Because at this point, the realization of my injury, that my injury has just become real. Like it, This is not a, something that after three months is going to go away. This is not something that, you know, once I got out of the hospital, things just picked up. This was a journey, mm-hmm. and I did not feel equipped for this journey that I was on. You know, one of my favorite proverbs is that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And so, and, and honestly, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking about this now, years later, but it wasn't, this was not like an overnight thing. Right. That first step the first step looks like you didn't take a step at all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the first hundred steps look like you didn't take a step at all. Mm-hmm. And that's where I find myself, you know, a year, it was a year, years process of just kind of diving deep down into who am I now? Who do I want to be? Um, and how do I make that happen? How do I, what goals, what other goals do I have? Um, what other pathways can I create? And do I have the strength to adjust on the fly if those pathways don't work? Mm. It seems like though, even in those, you know, what you said, the, the darkest times of your life, you were still making steps, be they small ones that helped you get to where you are now. Like what kept you going? One of the biggest things for me was just having faith um, um, and just trusting that even though I can't see change, doesn't mean change isn't happening. Mm. Um, When I plant a seed in the ground and I water it, there's a lot that's happening underground before you even see that first crack of a green leaf. Mm. Um, And so it was honestly just reminding myself that, yes, this is hard. Um, I've been through hard things before um, and I will get through hard things now is, you know, I just got to hold on. And I'll tell you, like I, I have definitely held on and have been able to see fruit come from just, just persistence, Um, persistence in, in life and just that choosing not to give up. And, staying steadfast in something because after soon after my injury, well, I won't say soon. It was more so like about seven months after my injury. Um, I got involved in a local youth group and was working with kids. And really they taught me a lot because even in trying to help a student and give a student advice, you know, it almost feels like you're just slinging mud on the walls. And you you watch kids mess up, um, and if you're a parent, I mean, what greater lesson to learn than you know? I watch kids mess up, and even I look at my own life, and I know that I've also been there and I've messed up, mm-hmm. but I somehow made it. You yeah. know, we it's you know these lessons, these seeds that we plant in young people. You know, while sometimes it seems like no, they're not getting anything. Some stuff sticks. Yeah. Um, and they're that's just, you know, they're the they're the ground and some of the seeds grow. Some of them don't. Some of the seeds take a long time. Some of them take emerge. a long time. Yeah. Like, and so let's think of that. Some of them take a long time. And that's something that I had to remember. And just because I say I want to be a success, just because I say I want to move from where I am to where I want to go, doesn't mean that it's not going to take a long time. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it just happened. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and it be everything be different Mm -hmm. on the outside but one thing is that everything might be different on the inside and for me that was the beginning of like my reinvention Mm -hmm. um it was it's one of those things when you're broken um because thinking about life is life is going to rock each and every one of us none Mm -hmm. of us escapes you know escapes life unscathed yeah Something's going to happen. Life kills us all. (laughs) Life kills us all. It's one of those things. Something's going to happen. And when you find yourself broken, you're going to have to ask yourself, are you, are you, are you salvaged? Are you, can you be remade? Are you, are you, or are you like, are you done? Are you, will you, can you be rebuilt? Can you come back from this? 
Um, and the thing about recovery, I think for the most part, people think that recovery is going back to the way things were. Mm. Um, and the thing about that is that's just not how recovery works. Yeah. Like once you've been broken, you're never going to be the same. Humpty Dumpty was not the same. Yeah, you know, all you the king's horses like, and all the king's men the couldn't best... get, could not get him back together. Again. <laughs> and the like, best plastic surgeon in the in the kingdom couldn't couldn't fix that either. You know, I've been down a path in which I took a shot and I got hit. What am I? Am I going to sit there and get hit again? Am I going to stay there? No, I'm gonna get back up and. Like life is not going to hit me that same way again. Like mm. I, you know, fool me once, you know. <laughs> like this time I'm a duck and I'm a counter and I'm a, you know, I just watched Creed too, so I'm kind of feeling in a boxing mood. Yeah. And when I stepped in that ring, it wasn't all about me. We'll be back with more from Ameka, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. Tulsa Talks listeners, we love Tulsa and we know you do too. So does the Tulsa Regional Chamber. You might not realize it, but the chamber is more than 100 years old, which more than makes it a Tulsa institution. They represent 2,000 member organizations and more than 175,000 area workers. As a business-driven leadership organization, their goal is to improve the quality of community life through the development of regional economic prosperity. What does that mean? It means their staff of 75 works hard every single day to attract, retain, and expand great businesses. They work to increase educational access and workforce skill levels. They advocate on behalf of their members at both the state and federal levels. They champion efforts to make our community more livable and inviting. And they promote our region as a vibrant tourist destination. To learn more about all that the Chamber does and to become a member, visit TulsaChamber.com. Welcome back to Tulsa Talks. I'm Anna Bennett. After a devastating injury on the football field, Emeka Naka had no choice but to totally reinvent his identity. He began mentoring high school students, and about two years after his injury, an interaction with these kids offered a moment of clarity. Um, one of the guys starts talking. He says, you know, you know Mr. Mack, I'm so glad that you got hurt. <laughs> and I'm, oh yeah, exactly. So I'm looking at him like, Wait, what? He's like, oh, man, that came out totally wrong. That's not what I mean. I, what I mean is that uh, I'm so glad that your life has brought you here because we would not be the men that we are today without you. Ugh. And it's that that hit me from, that hit me to my core. And I was riding the bus home, and I couldn't stop thinking about what they said. I tried to go to sleep that night, couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, woke up the next morning and it was just on my mind. And it, it was that moment that I realized that, okay, this is, you know, my life is for the service of other people. That was a catalyst for me in just a pr- waking up and taking a stance for life. Um, one of my favorite hope quotes is that sometimes our role in life is to lend hope to others until they can find it for themselves. Mm-hmm. It is the reason why I love this community because for me, I lost hope of myself and through different agencies like the center, young people, other people that were helping nurses, doctors, through different people that had hope in me, I was able to borrow that hope and until I could find it for myself. And now it's, you know, I feel it's just a responsibility to give it back out. Wow. After your accident, um, 
were there people who who left your life who was was that difficult to see you know who valued you for you and who was there supporting you because of um you know the 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 life the the athlete the was that was that hard and is asking all the hard questions <laughs> yeah um that was honestly oh honestly let me say that that was the hardest thing to go through um we are relational beings and so we we thrive off of the relationship of others we nobody does life by themselves and in that time in the aftermath of my injury you know the, you lose friends you lose people that you thought would be there forever um and we all go through this sifting you know moment in our life and it was a time in my life where it was very hard because I'm going through the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing that I need is relational inconsistency. Yeah. You know, or instability. And sometimes that is what makes going through the hardest thing the hardest thing because it is those moments that you find people that leave. But one thing is that you also find people that stay and people that make you feel like you have value. Like you just said, like it's, it's those people that feel like sunlight. My dad is probably one of the biggest people that, you know, he, he moved here after I got hurt and he has been the rock, him and my family, we've just been the rock that has been able to, that I've been able to build off of because I could not do what I I couldn't be who I am today without his support and his consistency because I know that I'm very privileged to have him in my life because I meet a lot of people in my position who don't have that kind of family support. Mm -hmm. And what I went through is enough to, is enough to really devastate a family. It's enough to really, uh, break a family up. And, you know, with my dad moving out here from Georgia and my mom staying back in Georgia with my sisters, uh, that was something. But, yeah, we all worked through it. Um, today, you know, me and my sisters, we've all graduated college. We've all gotten our master's degree. It's, it's crazy to even think about that, To you know, that we were able to withstand this blow and we're all still thriving. So wow. that, that's been something. Sounds like you've got quite the all-star team on Look, your on your side. I'll tell you this. Like I am and I've said this before, I think most people think that I'm this person that just has overcome adversity and while yes I have done that, I have not done it alone. Um I am a resilient person because I live in a resilient city. Um I can't imagine if this happened to me when I was in Georgia or anywhere else. I I do not think, without a shadow of a doubt, I am who I am because I am planted in this city and this place has, you know, some fertile ground. We're all going through stuff. And um, if I could leave clues to success for overcoming adversity, uh, then that is what I will do. Um, speaking on that, that is why I am also um, just doing more speaking and more uh, coaching because I just want to help people get through the tough stuff. Um, um, Working on that and 
Just trying to be someone worth watching in 2019. <laughs> so I don't know where this one's Last year I had a lot of ups and downs, um, yeah. but those downs took me to the highest of ups. And so this year, let's try to just take it higher and higher. Yeah. When we come back, Emeka dishes on what it was like to end up on The Ellen Show. But our next stop, a Tulsa Transit adventure with first-time writers Morgan and Haven Phillips. Hi, I'm Morgan Phillips with What the What? A great many Tulsans regularly use Tulsa Transit's bus programs to get to and from work, school, and the grocery store. But for those who have never done so, riding the city bus can seem a little, well, daunting. Where do I get on the bus? Where do I get off? How long will it take? How do I pay? These are all questions I had the night before my first ride. Luckily, I had a bus buddy to help me figure it all out. My five-year-old daughter, Haven, who happened to have the next day off from school. First, we checked out TulsaTransit.com and found a handy three-minute video for first-time riders. There, we learned some helpful info about how and where to buy a bus pass and how to locate your bus. What do you think? Yeah. Are you excited? Cool. I'm excited, too. You have to go to bed now. <laughs> now, no what the what segment would be complete without a small mess up. In this case, I bought our bus passes online only to realize they would be snail mailed within two business days. No time for that. Oops. Using the Tulsa Transit website, it was fairly simple to figure out how to get from our home to my office at 16th and Boulder. We would utilize Tulsa Transit's Park and Ride program, an express route that picks up riders in Broken Arrow and takes them downtown. We woke up early and hurried to catch the 755 route. The driver was friendly and explained how to buy a $4 one-day bus pass. Yes, another one. As we boarded. I got 10 for both of us. Is that enough? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll charge, charge yours. Okay. Yeah, Let's go ahead. Yeah, put that in and then it'll uh, give you some change back. Okay. Okay, great. Where does the change come out? Uh, that's the change right Oh, here. it's on here. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay, is that all so you need to do? So the next time, you can use Okay, okay. so it just puts credit on there. Uh-huh. Okay, do I swipe it? No, you're done. I'm good. Okay. Good. All right, thank you. A handful of riders were all on devices, so we kept mostly to ourselves. The ride into downtown took about 35 minutes, about 10 minutes longer than my normal commute. Okay, this is where we get off. So we're going to get off right up back here. Thank you very much. You too. After we arrived to the office, Anna put Haven in the hot seat to talk about her bus riding experience. Cutest thing ever. Thank you so much for coming into the studio today, Haven. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about how you got to work this morning? Um, I rode a bus. You rode a bus. Had you ever ridden a city bus before? No. No? What was that experience like? Uh, it was fun. Yeah, what was fun about it? What really, um, what was your favorite part? It was bumpy a lot. Yeah, it was bumpy. Did it feel like a roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah. So it was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything that could have made your ride on the bus better? Um, I keep there was candy. Maybe if there's candy. Yeah. I do think that candy can improve. Oh, if there was, if there was a kid there. Oh, there weren't any other kids? Yeah, because I love making friends. Yeah. I'm playing with them. How many friends do you have? Um, 
maybe 20. Wow, that's a lot of friends. Later, it was my turn to interview someone a bit more official, Leanne Alfaro, the planning and marketing director for Tulsa Transit. She says 700 to 800 people a month ride the express route that my daughter and I took to work. If you're looking at roughly anywhere from 10 to 11,000 rides a day, and um, over all three of our different uh, modes of transportation, which we offer the fixed route bus, um, which express kind of falls into that, the park and ride you did. And then also we offer our uh, paratransit service, the lift program, as well as we offer a night and Sunday service, which is a route deviation service. And uh, last year in 2018, we actually gave 2.8 million rides. Haven hitched an early ride home with her dad, so that meant I needed to take the return trip solo at 4.06 p.m. I got to my stop early because I was terrified I'd miss the bus and have to bum a ride back to Broken Arrow from a generous co-worker. Oh my gosh, I see it. It's coming. Yay, I'm so excited. That was not my bus. It was a different route, so I'm actually waiting inside the lobby of the Helmer Campaign Building because I am an ice cube. Overall, the bus riding experience was great, and some exciting changes are coming to Tulsa Transit. First, its free mobile app called The Spot was just released this week, featuring a real-time bus tracker and other helpful features. And in August, Tulsa Transit will unveil a whole new way to ride. Aero BRT is an 18-mile route along Peoria Avenue that runs every 15 minutes. I also found out that plans are underway to soon offer a mobile e-ticket option that will allow last-minute bus riders like me that simple online convenience. Until next time, Tulsa. Welcome back to Tulsa Talks. I'm Anna Bennett. Tulsans have loved Amekanaka for years, but Amazing Emeka was recently in the national spotlight thanks to a surprise appearance on The Ellen Show. He thought he was visiting the Ellen studio to record a series for her YouTube channel, but instead he was taken before a live studio audience and given $100,000 as part of Ellen DeGeneres and Cheerio's One Million Acts of Good campaign partnership. You may have seen the video from November 2018. It's been watched nearly 2 million times on Facebook alone. so freaking amazing. When those doors opened up, I have never seen light so bright. <laughs> Lights bright enough that I could feel the heat on my forehead. I'm looking at 400 different faces, you know, waving at me. And I look to my left. It's funny because people have asked me, like, what were your thoughts? I look to my left and I see Ellen on stage. And I'm like, wow. And then I look down and I'm like, oh, that's a well-crafted ramp. <laughs> and that was it. Like, mm-hmm. my mind went Ellen, <laughs> ramp. And then the intern is like, all right, go, go, go. I'm like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Hi, surprise. Y'all are terrible. Yeah. We get up there and we're, you know, we're talking and I'm, I'm literally just trying to, like, stay cool, calm, and collected because I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> You're Ellen. <laughs> it's like meeting her is on my bucket list. Like it's 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 happening. And and you're like, oh yeah, I like to be prepared for anything. It sounds like there's no preparing. You can't. There's no preparing for that moment. And so, um, she's she, you know, gives me the check, and my boys were all celebrating, and we go backstage, and I'm trying to catch my breath, like. 
what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? What just happened? And I'm still, I can't, even my brain right now doesn't, doesn't have a recollection of that first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I probably was like operating in shock. Like, yep. I know it happened because I watched video of it happening. Yeah, you're like, that's, I don't, that's me even, all right. Even hearing the words that I said, I have no memory of it. One million acts of good, and we want to celebrate all the good that you're doing by giving you a check for $100,000. Sounds like 2018 was a, a big old tornado followed by a beautiful rainbow. That's about as best the way I can put it. It's interesting because every morning that I wake up and leave the house, I get a glimpse of the apartments that they're still fixing. Oh, wow. And for me, what it does, it just, I don't, it, it allows me to, like, God is good. And God's been good in my life, my entire, like, my whole life. And even as I, every morning I leave my new apartment and see the old one, um, it just reminds me of how faithful he's been in my life. And it it's one of those gratitude things. Like, here I was, and, you know, that I'm literally looking at where ashes were um, and just reminded that, I, you know, this too shall pass. So with 20, 2019 being here, it's been um, approaching the 10-year the mark since your, your injury. What have you, I mean, that's a pretty big milestone. Have you reflected on that at all or what you've, what you've learned or any surprises along the way on this journey? Mm, 10 years, wow. You just sprung that on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, I got hurt in 2009. Um, it's time is crazy you know look time looking forward is a lot longer than time looking backwards and so to look back and be like I've been on this journey for 10 years and you know 10 years ago I felt like my life was ending and to fast forward now and it's like you know my life has just started In December, Emeka returned to The Ellen Show and received another surprise, $20,000 for Youth Services of Tulsa. You can follow Emeka Naka on Twitter and Instagram at Emeka Naka or by visiting his website, emekannaka.com. You'll want to keep an eye out since Emeka is working on his first book this year. You may see Emeka out and about in his new customized van, fittingly named Ellen. Thanks so much for listening to Tulsa Talks. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend about the show and leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tulsa People or head to our home on the web, tulsapeople.com slash podcast. There, you'll find show notes and more information about our guests and topics. Every episode, we play you out with some local music, This is Got Life by Tulsa's own Jennifer Marriott Band. The album is called Digging Up My Roots.
Upcoming shows at facebook.com slash Jennifer Marriott Band. The band's music can be found on all digital outlets and on CD Baby. Tulsa Talks listeners, if you own a business, this is for you. The Tulsa Regional Chamber wants to be your partner in prosperity. With a membership in the Tulsa Regional Chamber, you will be connected to a growing network of 2,000 business owners throughout Northeast Oklahoma. Your company will join the largest business-to-business community in the Tulsa area. At more than 100 chamber events a year, your company can build relationships with potential clients, promote your brand, and give back to the community we all love. Through the Chamber, you can connect to Visit Tulsa, the Tulsa Convention and Visitors Bureau, as well as the Tulsa Sports Commission and their programs and events. Whether you are interested in legislative advocacy efforts, becoming a member of Tulsa's Young Professionals, or supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts through Mosaic, membership in the Tulsa Regional Chamber can help you impact our community and build your business in meaningful ways. For more information on how the Chamber can partner with you, visit TulsaChamber.com. Tulsa Talks is a Langdon Publishing production recorded right here in beautiful downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma.